and welcome back to the Supernatural Podcast. I'm definitely Jared Padalecki here with Jensen Ackles. No. And Misha Collins. Hiya. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> something about <laughs> something about expecting Misha Collins to respond <laughs> and, hear, and hearing it fits him. I think he would respond with hiya. I think he would. He does have a his his uh, Castiel voice is very dramatized, right? Like that's not his actual voice. Yeah, no, he oh. has a very nice yeah. voice. Okay, oh, yeah, because I he he complains about it, doesn't? He? Or like he says, like I wish I, he doesn't complain about it, but he says like I wish I would have picked a more gentler voice on my throat. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. yeah. Okay. I know. Uh, I the first time hearing Misha's actual voice kind of threw me off <laughs> because you hear him in like the TV show. He's like, "Eat gas." It's, very, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot more like <laughs> he's looking at a mirror. Cass. Cass. <laughs> His voice is a lot more like gruff on the throat, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's not. It's not. Well, not to say his voice isn't soothing, but it's like it's purposefully like kind kind of grisly. Yeah. 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 And hearing him like in real life, it's just it's like a curveball. You don't expect it. It's like it's, like it's similar. A, Sorry. Go ahead. There was this scene where it was a cast. I guess he came back after. I forgot what season this was because I was just watching the gag reel. Uh, and it was Sam and Dean. And I think Jensen, as Dean, was saying, well, Sam, you got to, or not Sam, Cass, you got to change it up because oh. dressed like that, you look like a p- <laughs> That was broke care because they always fuck around like that. I, yeah, and yeah. You, and that was the first time I heard Misha going from his cast going, Sam, Dean, to him going, whoop. Not very nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seeing them, seeing them in the behind the scenes stuff is amazing, because you can. Yeah. T- it's 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 and it's not just the main three of Dean, Sam, and Cass. It's like well, and then obviously Crowley, but I, I would consider him main. But like Lucifer, that actor is pretty chummy with everyone. Yeah. Um, Bobby, Bo- Bobby's super chummy with everybody. Uh, Ooh, uh, uh, What's up? Archangel Gabriel works a lot behind the scenes, right? Gabriel, I think. Dude. <laughs> they have an ongoing joke about that, where um, one of the fans got invited to get a tour, and they set it up to make it look like the angel Gabriel was actually working now as a food stand worker, which <laughs> is not true. But he was just standing there, and they were like, "Oh, and there's this guy. I'm not really sure why he's here, but he is here. He like does stuff. I don't know." Did they recognize him? It- uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's like I've seen. Uh, I saw uh, uh, completely unrelated, but I mean, related to people not noting noticing uh, actors. Henry Cavill, the actor for Superman, he went into he went to New York for like a marketing thing where he dressed up as a civilian but had his Superman costume underneath. And throughout the day, he had to like keep opening it more and more because nobody was recognizing him. Ouch! And, well, it, it's because it was New York and everyone's going so fast. And he he dressed up like uh, uh, I'm Clark I'm. Kent. Uh, thank you, Clark Kent. I forgot who Superman was. Um, with glasses, and just that was enough for people to not recognize Henry Cavill. I mean, if you're if you're not expecting Henry Cavill, you're no, not gonna. Yeah, and you're you're not looking up, and you're not like trying to identify every single person, especially because in he did it in Times Square, which was not oh. very smart because there's a million people dressed like Superman in Times Square. That's fair. That's fair. That, that that's literally it. Like Clark Kent is based off the common civilian. Yeah. So he's like, that's it. I'm gonna dress as the common civilian. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, you go. It just reminds me of the Katy Perry thing where she was supposed to surprise people. Um, 
by being like under a table and then she jumps out and she was like hi and everyone was super quiet and uncomfortable because no one cared about her really yeah and it was all on camera it was just like holy crap she went through like uh what's it called a jazz club and was like hey and it was like hi (laughs) yeah like literally they acted like they saw like that high school kid and that you didn't like like that's how they reacted so the theater kid yeah yeah i could have sworn so i'm looking it up right now about supernatural and uh oh god i just forgot his name richard oh no my phone it's like richard sprite or something but the the man who plays gabriel and uh i could have sworn he was like a co-director or a writer or something i think so too because a lot in the gag reel you see him walking in telling people all right it would be cooler if you did it like this yeah this and that and, and the again, Gabriel's always like hey gabriel how you get here gabriel hey yeah. <laughs> did he just uh direct like a couple episodes because i know it didn't like jared padalecki and jensen ackles have directed episodes um, no clue um i'm not at that level yet i'm just fangirling over jared right now <laughs> yeah i think they all get the ability to do a few but i think um spite i think taller than six foot dude that's me so, I think Richard is one of those people that is mostly on the directing side. I'm yeah. looking, I'm Maybe. gonna... Oh, yes, okay. He's directed 11 episodes, um, hey. which is on the same... It's similar to uh, Charles Beeson, who I remember from the credits. So he's a, he's about on that level. Um, and then, oh my god, Jensen Ackles has directed six episodes. Hey. What about uh, Padalecki? Cause no, no, no. he he did he did uh, do one didn't he? Mm-hmm. Or at least one. Where the? Oh. I think you passed him. He was at the beginning. Did I? I think okay. I just saw flannel and assumed it was. Uh, oh, that... Robert Robert oh, flannel right now. That's how much I'm like fangirling. <laughs> I went through a flannel flannel phase when I was going through my supernatural phase. Um, it's so many of these people wear flannel. Me too. This is ridiculous. Stefan, um, is that? Never mind. We're just now. We're just looking through the supernatural. No, we're trying to IMDb find Padalecki. Please, I could have sworn. I can't wait for an episode where what's it called the world changes because uh, this. I'm no. I'm not gonna spoil it. It's just like the world changes because of some mystical properties, and the world of supernatural has been changed to just be a normal one. I want them to go open their trunk to like get their you know hunting gear. Like we gotta do this. They open it and it's just flannels. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> I. Apparently, um, Misha Collins has directed one, but we don't know if Jared Padalecki has. Like, he didn't appear on the list of directors. Um, Maybe he didn't. He's just chilling, bro. I don't. I don't think Padalecki has directed an episode before. Leave the Polish boy alone. If you look up, if you look up, uh, Jared Padalecki director Supernatural, it's obviously his IMDb page, and then immediately the the next like directing link is. Jensen Ackles on directing the final epi- his final episode and like what the cast members are doing and it's talking about uh, Jensen as a director. Yeah, he might just that might not be his strong suit. So they were like, bye. All right, but Misha Collins has apparently directed an episode. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He makes like um, cookbooks and stuff too. Are you serious? With his kids, Jared? yeah. And on Instagram, he's very um politically active. Um, Jared or Misha? Misha. Oh, oh, oh. Misha oh. is. Um, I don't know really about Jared. Um, I gotta look into Jared because of, I because of my little rabbit hole I've gone with Supernatural again, which is oh. all because I made the edit for the last episode. Yep. <laughs> and I was 
just like well now now i'm getting back sucked into it you know it's, it's like <laughs> a needle for heroin it's getting back in there anyway are you are you good so, um no that reminded me days. not your heroin um what? jared uh padalecki had gone to i think jail he was they were like going to court i don't remember how far this went um i'm looking it up right now but he went because he was accused of hitting someone uh, I think, yeah, assault. Causing bodily injury and one count of public intoxication. And he went to jail for a while. What the hell? It was crazy. I think he was under a hard... He was under a lot of pressure, I think, and he was really stressed and he... This was in 2019. This was yeah, in this October was... of yeah. 2019. Oh my god. Yeah, it was Holy. crazy. So he was uh, busted by the cops. God, that's cheesy as hell. Oh, it's Fox. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I, I saw the Fox. <laughs> in the early morning hours of October 27th, and then when was he released? I remember it being down here. He was released, oh, on, okay, October 27th. So he was arrested at 4 a.m. and then released 2.30 p.m. Eh, that's not too bad. Like, the same day. Okay. For assault. For two, yeah, two counts of assault causing bodily injury and one count of public intoxication. That is rough. Yeah, and everyone was, like, praying for you. (laughs) Praying for you? After assaulting someone? Yeah. I mean, no, like, this is the thing where you have to, like, stand up, like, you can love Jared as much as you want. That was not okay. But, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, speaking of not being okay, unless you have something to continue off of in terms of Supernatural. I'll make a bit of Jared. Of course you are. To the police, like, listen, listen, as you drunk, they're windicles. Okay. <laughs> Do you think he got into the mentality of Supernatural? He started throwing salt at him and shit? Oh. Their eyes. Alright, this is too... Is this too recent <laughs> to talk about it like a joke? Um, What's up? Nah, it's okay. I don't think so. It's, it, uh, it's alright. It's been more than okay half a year. And he's, yes, everyone's okay. Yeah, and he's a celebrity, so it's fine. Um, anyway. Uh, no, speaking of whatever my transition was before, before we got distracted, uh, my... Uh, my sister currently, she's waiting for her test results from a COVID nineteen test. Yeah. <laughs> because oh. uh, she was she was do- she's doing this like or she did this softball tournament or whatever, and uh, so because she was like out and about, um, Sandy came over because it was just gonna be basically like me, the dog, Sandy, and then like my mom or something. Um, and a couple of cold ones. Trying yeah. to no, just <laughs> a of cold like ones. amidst the pandemic, trying to keep as many people away from each other as possible. Um, and uh, instead what happened... Okay, that's awesome. Uh, I don't remember where I was. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so then she she comes back from her tournament, my sister, and uh, has a, a cough and a couple flu symptoms. Mm-hmm. Oh. Im- immediate red flags. And so... Uh, we kind of lobby for her to get a test. My dad goes to get her tested. And uh, the way that it kind of works is if you do it at a hospital, um, the doctor will give you like a series of questions and stuff like that. And then they will determine whether you need a test or mm-hmm. whether you don't. And they determine that it does need a test. And so they gave her, I think, two different types of tests is what she said, yes, right? Yes, the throat swab, which is the easier one. And it's just like a swab to your throat. And then the nose one, which I think we all know about. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, if you can imagine an old, like, uh, rifle fought with, 
Oh, all right. So imagine a musket and how there you, you go, musket down. The- yeah, they had to they had to pack the gunpowder into her, um, for the test, and now she can sneeze fire. Happened, and she did. She took both of them, so now she can definitely sneeze fire. Uh, and well, we uh, we don't know for sure because the results have not come in yet. Yeah. Uh, but um, neither. Well, she didn't go through Florida, Maryland. So. I mean, yeah, but even, like I think everyone in the family kind of thinks like, oh, it's probably not that because she just played softball, and a lot of her um symptoms could also just be like fatigue from you know exercise or like. Playing games for six days. Yeah, and, like, she played. Yeah, she played like six or seven games. There's no fever either, but it's kind of like interesting, you know. Yeah, just what? because of the oh. pandemic, everyone's. I mean, like rightfully so, everyone's a little cautious whenever they just get like the flu or something. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah. I got sick during quarantine, and the whole time I was sitting in my room, I was like, "Well, this is how I die. This is it." That's... But I have, but I haven't gone outside. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I've I've had those quote unquote scares where like you wake up with a bad cough for half the day and you're convinced that that's it. Yeah, like stay away from me. Yeah, no, I'm He's like, oh, why do you think you're sick? No, I just want you to just stay away from me. <laughs> I should have used it as an excuse, but uh, I'm no, I'm I'm pretty confident that my sister is fine because her two symptoms, which are like. Fatigue and the throat things. Fatigue and then a cough. The cough could be from her screaming because she's playing softball and she's <laughs> cheering and making calls and stuff like that. I don't know what that was, Camille. But um and then <laughs> the fa- worst cry. Uh the fatigue is obviously from playing six games in ninety degree weather. And then yeah. her cough is almost gone right. Like she it the symptoms started like two days ago and her cough is almost completely gone now. Um we're still waiting on the results though, so that's why Sandy's here uh, was that addressed at the beginning of the episode no you guys didn't i was gonna bring it up but then you guys were talking i was like i probably shouldn't they haven't uh, yeah i but. mean we're i'm here right now we're waiting for the testing results um yeah. i think i'm back to the podcast i've I'm been here <laughs> for how long it's been a few days <laughs> it's been like over a week um uh yeah don't worry it's probably less than what i know people are doing right now oh 100 percent. yeah and, and i mean like to be fair she's not just staying over to stay over for like t- two weeks or whatever we're 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 appropriately quarantining yeah to protect all the families involved um, yeah and i can't go back to my house right now because yeah it'd be spreading it to more people just in case which we don't think yeah we don't think that we are because no one's around like no one it's that your main reason Andy? <laughs> no <laughs> but well no right now it is because if i go back and get other people sick it's just gonna be a mess um yeah so i better stay put and it's it's all right we've been watching Eating. ink master this whole time we have oh, master been... chef but with tattoos basically yeah. uh, speaking of which outside. what's it <laughs> it was just like a cherry bomb oh i, I that i actually heard speaking no wait speaking of ink master um, before we even get into that, uh, I have a question for you, Camille. I'm fearful. So, we were trying to watch, it, uh, Ink Master is on the Paramount Network. Um, and we were trying to watch, we were, we were going to try to make an account with the first email that we had, which was the biology class email. Um, and then we could just have an account on the biology class email on the Paramount Network. But apparently it had already been used for the trial, so we would have had to pay immediately. Did you use the biology class email to watch MasterChef? 
No, I have it on Hulu. Oh, maybe it was what? me. I feel like <laughs> I feel like what? it wasn't because <laughs> Where am I? I feel like it wasn't because one, I don't remember our email. <laughs> and, and two, I used all of my emails, and then I went to use yours, and I only used one of yours. Oh, so what it makes? I don't know who used our biology class email. Maybe it was Roberto. Maybe I mean maybe he watches Master Chef too. I mean, is is Master Chef on the panel? I mean, not Master Chef. Uh, oh, Ink Master. Master Chef. Ink Master Chef. But you just have to draw food on people. No, Camille. It's they're tattooing people. While they're cooking. <laughs> oh my god. They have to... Their ink is they just... They sear people with the pans that they <laughs> use. I'm making a nice apron uh, ceviche while also tattooing this cool alligator on this woman's arm. That would be that would be an immense test of skill. Oh, you use the cow like burning thing? The brand? The, the brand? Stamp, yeah. Do you think... Do you think a multitasking... What's up? You get confused, you sear the contestant, and then, like, <laughs> tattoo the steak. Oh, oh no. You accidentally prepare an alligator. Eat the steak. Eat it. No, no. You have to eat the contestant. Oh. Do you think a multitasking competition actually exists? Like... Talent shows. Oh, fair. Probably. Amer- America's Got Talent or something. I feel... Well, like, how do you even test that, you know? Like, uh... I don't know, just, like, two completely unrelated tasks at once and then you well, judge you can multitask while in the kitchen because i know uh a thing with master chef they have these uh elimination challenges where someone like there's three judges one of them will go today i want you guys to create this awesome uh just makes these beautiful prompts i want you to make this into a ceviche and then he's like go to your stations and they all go and then the other judge is like uh, hang on. You know what? I don't want to do this judge. This judge, I've never seen him before in my life. He's a piece of shit. I want you to make tempura. Have, they, the actually, final... have they actually done that before? That, that was the one I just watched. Oh, and tough. The last one was Gordon Ramsay. He's like, oh, yeah, quite. So uh, you, you can see where this is going. Uh, here is uh, split prawns broiled underneath in the oven. That's how I want my prawns. And it's just like, what do you oh. What do you do if... You get three separate instructions. You have to oh, make all that. three. Timeline. Are you That's serious? The multitask. Yeah, they have to let the ceviche marinate while they are warming up their oh. oil to boil or while also stuffing the prawns for when the you, oil. When you think about it, most people make three meals at a time. I mean, not three meals. They, but make, they make like yeah. three like yeah. food thingies. They'll make the entree <laughs> and the sides and, yeah. and the thing like all all at the same time. That's it, yeah. I thought you. I thought it was just like. The one judge was like, all right, this is your challenge. And then a different judge was just like, nah, do something different <laughs> no. for no reason. Right, now, now, it make, now it makes more sense. You just imagine a judge going, excuse me, the fuck? I thought we discussed we were doing this. I, that and was what I was... Like, the judge is fighting for five minutes. That's exactly what I was picturing. was like, at the end of it, like, two judges are pissed. Whereas one is like, ah, oh, yes, perfect. I was thinking about it in the context of Ink Master. If, like... Yeah. You get three different themes, and you just have to guess. Put them together. <laughs> there was, though, like, in Ink Master... Camille, have you ever heard of Ink Master? Uh, Sandy told me a little bit about it. It's, uh... Sandy, you can explain it, because you, you were the one that found the show. Basically, it's a tattooing competition. Um, You get different themes each week. Um, And you start with, like, 16, and you try to get down to the final three, and then the final three, you do a 35-hour tattoo to see who's the best. Um, 
Yeah, they get challenges from, like, they get challenges from, like, Japanese-style tattoo in six hours on, like, ribs, um, to just, I'm like... I'm Master Chef right now when you said ribs. <laughs> no! <laughs> to, like, just burning a, what is it, like, putting gunpowder on a oh. cloth piece and burning it to make an art piece. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the, and it, I think, I think the way that that works is the Flash Challenge which is the first thing that you you compete uh, compete in to gain like an immunity or not an immunity but like a little bit of an advantage mm-hmm. in the elimination the challenge. Round. What's up? Yeah, like that. Yeah, in, in the elimination round. And um, the way that the one that you were talking about worked um, was they have they were given like a canvas on the ground, and you had to sprinkle sawdust in your negative. It was testing negative space. And so the Flash Challenge is just to test your ability as an artist. And so they put the, the sand, uh, I think it was sand. Yeah, it was sand. Um, on the ground. And then uh, I, I thought it was sawdust, maybe it was sand. And then they put the gunpowder. And then they ignite the gunpowder. And you look at the picture you made. So you're kind of, dr- the way it looked is you're kind of drawing in inverse. Yeah, that's, yeah. And then, yeah, and then your ink is what is, like, what you would assume would be negative space. Um which was incredibly interesting, but uh, not something I would really require of a tattoo artist if no, I was getting a tattoo. No, it's just like a fun challenge. Yeah. Like they do a... For a... Sorry, go ahead. For a master, though. This exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what they always say, is it's like, there, there was a couple tattoo artists who complained where it's like, I'm a tattoo artist, I'm not like... this isn't my forte and they would always tell them like if you're going to be an ink master and you get a hundred thousand dollars yeah when you win like you have to be versatile in all types of art forms um like suck it up honey yeah yeah that was a lot of that was a big mantra of the season that we're watching right now is just suck it up yeah there was a a dude who we didn't figure out the color black oh yes he was tattooing and he was tattooing with yellow to do a cover-up, and with yellow, like, you can see the cover-up under because it's black ink against yellow ink, um, and people were like, oh, that looks really ugly against, like, the green or something, and he apparently was colorblind the entire time and didn't tell anyone. I don't know why he didn't tell anyone. It would have made his life so much easier, but he tried to, like, last minute, he was like, I have a secret. I'm colorblind. (laughs) It was really strange the way he revealed it. It was very, like, TLC, super dramatic music. Um, like, he comes up to one of the other guys and is just like, Listen, I gotta tell you something. I'm colorblind. And the way he said it, you expect, you, yeah, you expected it to be like, I have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and this entire he was time. telling the guy who had cancer before. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was telling Hela. Um, but, uh, I mean... Listen, man, I have something that just ruined this for me. I, I have, I'm colorblind. <laughs> Like, I I get it because it was what messed up his piece. Yeah. But, like, the fact that he didn't consider that he was colorblind and asked someone else, like, a color theory thing, like, it would have been so simple for him if he didn't pretend, like, being colorblind was this huge, like, devastating secret. I know. It was Um, literally just one thing, because, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, what the fuck you should know, Red's colorblind, and he's still able to do amazing (laughs) pieces of art and stuff. Because he checks it, because he does a lot of digital art, he's able to... I mean, uh, yeah, I'm. that's kind of a cop-out, though. No, but, like, yeah. you can label your colors, and you should learn oh, color theory anyway, you I, know? I mean, like, I I know I know enough to, like... Because I'm always... The, my thing with, like, I, I'm, I don't think I'll ever really try to pursue learning color theory, because 
I I will never be able to look with at, with my raw eye at colors and judge it fairly ever. Well, so no, I'll, but his excuse is like no, no, he, that, he can't use that because he can label his like. My thing is like I'm never gonna be. I would never want to be a professional tattoo artist <laughs> yeah. or a professional <laughs> painter. Like that's my thing. Is it's like I don't want to learn that stuff because like I'm. I I don't want to be unfair to that contestant, but like personally, I I would kind of feel responsible in like up a ton of tattoos if i mm-hmm. if i became a tattoo artist being colorblind so i think i'll always probably just try to stick to digital art since i'm always gonna have to look it up anyway like i have like bookmarks to like two different color wheels i have a color picker extension on my chrome um at i've and maybe i've kind of given myself a crutch now but uh, like, no you've you've leveled the plane I, <laughs> i've just uh, yeah no i've just come up to par yeah um yeah, one of those things where sorry, you want to go or no? Go ahead, go ahead. It's one of those things where Red becomes a tattoo artist, and like the per- lady at the front desk, like, all right, you're here for a tattoo. Oh, this would look nice. Do you want it black and white or color? <laughs> oh, b- black and white would be fine. All right, Red. Oh, thank so God. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in a shop, can't you actually have people who specialize yes. in that kind of stuff? So it works there. But to be like, I'm the ink master. It's like um the makeup of what you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a makeup competition on Netflix, some shit, and there was a guy who was colorblind, and his downfall again was that he was colorblind, and the oh, colors yeah, he yeah. picked didn't match. Those, those, as, as a color, what's up? Did he tell anyone though? He did. That's where. Well, he did when it was, um, when he was having a hard time with the color. <laughs> Which I don't like. As a colorblind person, I don't know why you would ever want to enter those competitions in the first place. <laughs> I get like. The entertainer in me knows that that is good TV. Like, yeah. I, I, I could, I, I'm saying right now, I would never join one of those competitions, blah, blah, blah. I totally would if it would be entertaining. Like, yeah. because that, that is, it was pretty entertaining to see Jim, like, do a terrible, well, not, he, it really wasn't terrible, but. It was a bad cover up. Interesting cover up. Um, and then him be like, I'm colorblind. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You're also an idiot. Yeah. Uh, this is where people need to come out right away and say, like, hey, I'm colorblind in this competition. I want to push forward because in MasterChef in season three, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler, but there is the chef who won and she's completely blind. Yeah, you were, oh. you were telling us about this in the group chat. Yeah. yeah. And she, like, had to do baking competitions. She was doing cooking and stuff. She had a little bit of a hard time when it came to, like, a, to, like those little competitions where it's like, all right. Two people have to serve these dishes at a restaurant. Go, go, go. You oh. Know, run, run, run the kitchen, you know? <laughs> it was a little hard for her because she oh. was just like, oh, well, I need this person to help me. I'm not going to be able to look around at everything I'm doing. But when she came to cook, uh, what's it called? When Gordon Ramsay was showing people the amazing dish they had to cook, and he's showing them everything. He goes, okay, and takes the blind girl and shows her with his, her fingers how this is, how this feels. And it's one of those things where if you're upfront about it, it's not like, yeah, it's a little bit of an issue where it's like, yeah. if you're colorblind, you're going to be a little bit worse off when you're trying to tattoo. But being honest about it, getting a little bit of support, doesn't take you out of the race. Being colorblind doesn't make you invalid for an ink master. It doesn't... Eh, eh. It, well, I mean, like, <laughs> if you're good at what you do, and you, like, if you understand color theory by using, like, if if he had labeled each of his colors oh, yeah. and put them, like, mm. in order and it was like, these look good together, these look good oh, together, yeah. these look yeah, good yeah. together, then he wouldn't have to have, like, worried about being colorblind. Exactly. Um, yeah. Same thing with the blind girl. You know, she 
Yeah. One of her things was that she played it beautifully, and every time she brought her dish up, the judges were like, "How?" Putting their hand in front of their her eyes, like f-ing with us, right? <laughs> this is amazing. That's that's yeah. I they're going a little bit back to, though to like someone focusing only in like black and white and stuff like that. There was another guy like that on on the season of Ink Master that we're watching, um, where he specialized in Polynesian tattoos, oh, which gosh. are black and white stencil. Uh, no, obviously not stencil, but you know what I mean. They're they're Polynesian patterns that are predominantly in black and white, and he was a specialized monochrome tattoo artist trying to vi- uh, fight for Ink Master. Spoiler, he left really, really fast. And, yes, and any time he had to do color, it was, like, terrible. Because he couldn't even do basic drawing techniques. It, like, it, it, because, yeah, because all he did was patterns. All he knew, and, and when he did patterns, they were good. Yeah. But that's not, like, that obviously won't get you Ink Master. Is you yeah. need you need to be versatile in everything. Um, That's what I don't understand. Is people <laughs> they run in these competitions. We had the same thing in MasterChef. You have someone come home, and all they're really good at was just cooking like home style foods. You know, like cooking for just like the family Sunday night or something. That's their that was their kitchen experience. They can create good food, but then they'll always fall back on it. So like when they have like, all right, today we want you to present this very elegant dish. They'll go, nah, just just some taters. Of course, yeah. A little, little pork chop, you know. Some taters. Some taters. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. And then they'll get mad, like, why? Well, that's how I cook. And he was like, damn, that's crazy. Uh, this is MasterChef, though. That's what I never understood, is is the, the contestants that will, like, push back and be like, this is just not my forte. Right. What do you, like, then, then what you are you doing here? Yeah, then you shouldn't be in this competition. Um, we can, uh, right. we're at 30 minutes, by the way. Is it okay if we end with, uh the winner of this season of Ink Master oh. and some stuff about him. Oh. He, okay. So, the, it's, these are, I'll, I'll obviously put spoiler warnings throughout the episode, or, yeah, throughout this episode about, like, the different seasons we're talking about. Um, Pam and Dean die in Supernatural. We, we've, we've entirely been talking about, uh, uh, season, season four, four yeah. of Ink Master, and the winner of it is Scott Marshall. Um, a man who, I think a couple years after he wins Ink Master, dies. He's laughing because it's awkward, not because it's funny. Correct. Um, he dies... (laughs) He dies of a drug overdose, like, really, like, soon after. And it's kind of, it was kind of crazy because now we're watching it and I'm like, I've been commenting, I'm like, do you think they regret regret saying that stuff to him? Like, now that he's dead. it's, It's really interesting watching it, knowing not only who wins because then right there you get the obvious like anytime he's like oh i'm totally gonna win this we give each other me and sandy give each other looks of like he knew like yeah he consistently calls it that he's on the top but did he know he was gonna and get he wins an and then exactly and then he yeah like there are a couple um there's something super super early on in the season where he's he talks about how tattooing kind of saved him oh. from a, a, a very dangerous lifestyle and then knowing what happens to him after he wins is insane. Um, yeah. And then it's also like season four of Ink Master is also one of the best seasons by like something we looked up. Like mm-hmm. we looked up like what are some of the best seasons, and uh, just knowing who wins doesn't spoil how much how good that season is because yeah. 
it, it's also just an experience to watch all the different things. Someone comes back from uh, season three and he goes out in a bang. He goes out in like, he goes out after like physically fighting one of the judges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you gotta do it though. Weapon, For well, real. It's, and like, to be fair, this is, uh, as I said we would end this early, we're already at three, uh, 33 minutes, but that that guy, Kyle, um, the guy who came back and fought one of the judges, I'm not going to say he's justified in fighting Nunez, but that that particular judge was picking on him like crazy yeah. and said that he was doing it because last season, every time he would pick on him, Kyle would perform exponentially better the more pressure he was under. It was not working this season. Like, it was very clear to the contestants and to the other judges and then to us watching that the more Nunez was pushing on Kyle, the angrier Kyle was getting, the sloppier his work was getting, and just, I mean, the more explosive he was getting. And then it, uh, like, I don't know what the word is. It, um, it blew up in him fighting Nunez. Like, Nunez says something. I don't even think he says anything. Kyle just calls him an asshole. And then Nunez is like, what? And then Kyle just starts walking at him and then tries to, like, push him and tries to fight him and stuff like that. Uh, and it's... He wasn't gonna make it to the end anyway. Oh, no, no. A hundred percent. And it... Ink masters, but in prison. Anyway. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, we're about at the end. Uh... So uh, leave your criticisms down below in the comments. And uh, and we won't read like... them. <laughs> yeah. If anything, comments have been disabled already, so good luck. <laughs> uh, make sure to like, though. Uh, if there's a lot of dislikes, we'll also remove the dislike button. And uh, if we don't get five subscribers, just the channel's going to just... <laughs>